is homeschooling your kids a war? Here we are in the middle of the semester, or perhaps close to summer break for those of you who are living in the Southern Hemisphere. And we are struggling. We're bickering, not getting homeschooling done in any consistent way. Is that your family right now? Well, hello, my name is Paula Siskanik. I am the founder and your host of the Catholic Homeschool Community. I'm a wife and a mom of seven kids who I homeschooled for over 25 years. You know, it was during my kids' homeschool, their high school years in particular, that I remember the scene in Shakespeare's Henry V movie and the play when the king rallies his tired and battle-weary men to fight for just one more day in the unavoidable battle of Agincourt. Are you tired and battle-weary right now? One of the rousing pleas he uses in his play is, and I quote, Men will think themselves accursed that they had not fought in this battle when in years they talk of the day they will roll up their sleeves and show their battle wounds. Yes, war stories from acts of courage, trust between the troops, and a passion towards a cause. You know, I like to think that those of us who have, whether knowingly or unwillingly, chosen to homeschool, have our own war stories. Moms gather around the playground or the church hall after a homeschool group, First Friday Mass or a co-op, and they swap war stories. These usually begin with the war stories of childbirth, and as such, they kind of serve as a way to initiate this tight bond between homeschooling moms. We all have a story to tell and share. And as we are holding close to us the results of our latest war story, we smile at each other knowingly. There's no way that you forgot the pain of childbirth, but instead you plunged ahead in spite of it, in the face of it, to reap the beauty in its sweet reward, a new baby in your family. So am I suggesting that homeschooling is a battlefront, a war then? Well, you know, many of my fellow homeschooling moms would say, yes, heartily. The battle begins with the first cry from the troops. Mom, I can't find my books. Can I skip math today? Well, then it's carried through the day when meals ensue and chores have to be done. And the battle-weary general retreats to the comfort of her computer screen to seek respite and solace in the latest Facebook group. Or perhaps she secretly seeks solace with an episode of her favorite YouTube show on her little mobile phone one that she would never dare to watch with the kids. But I say homeschooling your kids is not a battlefront. It's not a war. It only becomes that when the world inflicts its preconceived ideology of what education is and what it looks like. Does it take courage, trust, and passion? Absolutely. However, there is no enemy in this war. I suggest we concentrate on education rather than school? Can we focus on the individuals entrusted to our care? Do we entrust our homeschooling to Jesus? He is the best leader, a perfect leader in the battle of humanism, materialism, secularism, hedonism, running wild in our culture. Yes, I recommend you begin by really trying 
to paint a vivid picture of what education looks like and sounds like and feels like for your particular family. No, I didn't say school because that's not education. Now, wait, before we begin, let's take a short little side trip. Webster's Dictionary defines school as, and I quote, an institution for the teaching of children. Wait a second. You and your family's homeschool are not an institution, and thank God you are not. In turn, here is Webster's definition of an institution, and I quote, a faculty, a facility, or an establishment in which people, such as the sick or the needy, live and receive care, typically in a confined setting and often without individual consent. Okay, maybe I need to get rid of my copy of Webster, but you know, the point is that an institution often has to be regulated and self-serving to continue to exist. You know, families and individuals do not work that way, especially when we talk about education. Schools came into being to regulate the masses to teach job skills in an increasingly industrial world with little focus on the individual. Interesting enough, you know, if you also look up the definition for education in Webster, well, you quickly determine that there is no real definition. You know, this is what it says. It says education, the action or process of educating or being educated. Wow. I didn't think that was allowed. Can you define a word with a form of the word? So I looked up the word educated and I got the following, having an education. Okay, is it just me, but we going around in circles? Anyway, to get to the heart of education, we instead have to ask ourselves, well, what do we mean by education? Let's go back, paint a vivid picture with your spouse, pray together first, and then really take enough time together to write down in detail what you mean by education. For my family, education is a process, a lifelong pursuit towards acquiring intellectual curiosity and a sense of wonder. Now, I know you still have to choose a curriculum and tools to get towards your meaning of education for your kids. But however, all too often when we begin to choose curriculum, we all succumb to peer pressure. And in our case, adult peer pressure. We look around us, play the comparison game, and lose the courage to put out into the deep. Don't. Please put out into the deep. You know, we have the good Lord in scripture, as in Luke's chapter 5, verses 3 to 5, where he says, Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. And then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. And after he had finished speaking, he asked, he said to Simon, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we've worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. I love Simon Peter, don't you? Such a real guy. You know, immediately he obeys, but you know, his first impulse is to question Jesus. Wow. Imagine that. We've all seen this scene played out in our very own homes every single day. We give direction to our children, determine their lesson for the day or a chore, only to have our kids question it immediately. But take heart. Because if you go further on to the end of Luke's chapter five, Jesus says, you know, 
When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and to help them. They came and filled both boats so that they were in danger of sinking. And when Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish that they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought the boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. Go back to that painted picture of what you mean by education. Know that it will create this huge net full of overflowing fish. Yes, your life overflows with so much responsibility, so many daily, monthly, and yearly decisions and tasks, well, that you easily become overwhelmed. Why? Well, simply put, deciding to home educate because it best matches what we mean by education is without a doubt putting our nets into the deep. Jesus fills our nets to almost tearing. He stretches us. And this is when fear sets in and peer pressure and doubt creeps in. But what does Jesus do for us? He says, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, don't be afraid. Venture forth with the knowledge that you will be successful in your catch of men. You are planting seeds, but you're not alone. You work with the master of the harvest, with Jesus. The focus is on him and the gift of each precious child he has given to you. So trust in him. Pay attention to the individuals he has placed in your life. Forget what the world tells you. Forget what school's supposed to look like. Design your own. Build it with your kids with the knowledge of what you mean by education. Get help from loving mentors, receive, you know, research on your own, pray and be silent in adoration. Then forge into the daily battle by following Jesus as your leader and your guide. Have assurance. The battle's won. The victory is already ours. May God bless you abundantly.